1: Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next Milk and Eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice, it was determined that the play was offside, no goal! You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame.
2: So your sweetie finally comes to a game and you
3: barely play. Is that more awkward than puberty, or is it pretty close?
2: Your mitt looks like a boa constrictor unhinged its jaw in an effort to consume a combat submarine. Let's do that hockey.
1: Welcome to our special free agency edition of Let's Go Blues Radio. at season 10, episode 48 and episode number 366 all the time. We are the often imitated, never duplicated, if we don't get all over the place, we don't belong on your face. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. That's a Carl's Jr. slogan, if you didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Whew! And on the agenda for tonight, we'll be discussing free agency and uh, what the Blues did and didn't do. Uh, and we're also going to chat with uh, Dan Stevenson of the Fireside Chat, the Calgary Flames podcast, the the number one Calgary Flames podcast, if I am not mistaken. So we are here with royalty tonight. Uh, special yeah. thanks. Well, to Well, he's Rock. he's
0: also here with royalty. Let's not forget that.
1: that well, I was going to get to that when we brought him on, but yes, we are. We feel we're in the same boat. Right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to Rock and. FreeAlife.com and CenterIceBrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It is Wednesday, July 13th, uh, the opening day of free agency, and we are broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. To interact with the show, we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You'll find us. I'm Kurt Price and my co host for tonight's big show are Bill Day and Jeff Honder. Long time no chat, fellas. This, I believe, is the first show we've done live altogether since our season recap show. Correctly? Correct
0: yes yes it is and yes. and uh bill is in some new digs there how about that
3: yeah uh, <laughs> i'm hoping hoping to uh have have a uh, a nice little setup by the time we uh roll into season 11 um but yeah yeah it, it may be until then that i can actually find my podcast here because yeah um, <laughs> We've had just an awful moving experience. So,
1: I, I was going to say your your your, your podcast mic is is in a box somewhere.
0: Yep. So it, that's so why
1: It's in the same box as my
3: goalie skates. Yeah, I, uh,
0: packed, I was going to say which, I which is
1: one right. which is one to do. You know, pack your skates and your podcasting equipment together. Hockey,
3: hockey, all all, all goes hockey together. Box. Right? Hockey right. boxes, you Got know, it. It was it was all in my my uh, office at the old house and we uh, yeah uh, yeah um, don't don't use dodge <laughs> moving uh, if, if you're moving this summer don't use dodge moving they're understaffed and over. So, uh, just say
0: if you're wondering and that, that is why Bill's using his AirPods which is why he sounds like uh, that guy who can't get his audio right on your work meeting.
1: Yeah. Wait, am i on mute? am i talking all... i know you're really crackly so we'll... i
0: can't see your screen bill
1: ah damn it
0: uh
1: uh just one announcement uh before we get things started with our segments is that uh, jeff burton uh, a dj at uh, 105.7 the points and a member of the Rizzo show and a fellow podcaster on the last minute blues podcast which is a quite quite the popular podcast. Uh, he's been battling cancer the past couple of years. And on on the Rizzo show this week, it was announced Rizzuto uh, that he had Rizzo, sorry, sorry, Rizzo <laughs> <laughs> uh, announced the other day that he has taken a turn for the worse and has been sent home from the hospital to be with his family. So uh, all of St. Louis, including all of us here at Let's Go Blues Radio, uh, hoping for a miracle for him right now. I know Back when he was diagnosed with prostate cancer a couple years ago, it was thought his chances were good, and they were very optimistic, uh, but that's apparently not the case anymore. So I've I've never met Jeff, uh, but everyone who has met him has said he's just the nicest, friendliest, and funniest guy. So uh, our thoughts are with Jeff and his family right now.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I've fortunately been able to meet Jeff. I, I mentioned, I, I told the story on Twitter, I won't bore our audience with it again but uh, everything you hear about the guy is true very genuine dude if you ever heard last minute blues podcast he is a die hard blues fan uh i know he's done like actual radio work for the blues too i think in the was the preseason last year uh he was in the booth with kerber and donnie fandango friend of the show it's tv that was TV. Was it TV? Yeah, yeah okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yep. he's he's clearly, he knows his stuff. Big blues fan, big hockey guy. And, yeah, I, I am a listener of the Rizzuto Show. And um, I, when they first found it, it was actually through one of their sponsors, Mentality. It was like, no big deal. This is no big deal. And, and I hate to tell that because uh, it's, you know, it's nothing. It, it, you hear like, you always hear, well, if you catch it early, you're probably going to be good. And... It's normally the case, yes, but I mean obviously there's gonna be times where it's just unfortunate that this kind of thing's gonna happen. And and so yeah, he's he's battling through and uh you know we're we're all hoping for a miracle here, but uh best wishes uh to uh to Mr. Burton.
1: Um We normally would do a uh, today in Blues History segment right now but uh, there's nothing <laughs> he posted nothing for today and uh, it is the off season, so you know it's the the chances something was going to be notable that would happen today was rare so uh, but uh, when we get back we'll have uh, from this break we'll have Dan Stevenson from the fireside chat uh, flames cop podcast to discuss the uh, flames mini roster woes uh, and how it and if will uh, impact the blues
0: It's springtime, and I know in my house, it's such a good feeling to open up the windows and let the breeze roll in for new life in my home. Your body's no different. Detoxifying your body can reduce any inflammation, purify your blood, help with weight loss, improve sleep, and boost your circulation. Don't just go after those detoxifiers that only focus on the gut and bowel, though. If you're going to do it, do it for real. The all-new detox box from rockin' cleans all All your systems, flushing your kidneys and bowels, detoxifying your liver, and restoring your microbiome for full homeostasis. You'll feel re-energized, restored, and renewed. Make your order now and receive a free detox water bottle with your order. Visit rockinthatidlife.com or email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com and give your body that much-needed spring cleaning today.
1: Uh, welcome back to the show. Dan Stevenson of the Fireside Chat uh, has joined us. So welcome to the show, Dan. How are you doing?
2: Thanks for having me, Jens.
0: Dan, a longtime friend of the show. We've had you on a couple times. Um, normally, we have some kind of fancy graphic for you, but with, uh, with uh, Bill... Unfortunately, uh, in the middle of a move, it's been kind of hard to, uh, oh, look at this guy. He's coming prepared.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I love it.
3: It Jeff's got table service at
2: this show. Yeah, right, right, exactly.
1: It's not too often uh, guests come with their own bottom third. I love it.
2: That's fantastic. You know, considering that we're an audio-only podcast, I'm pretty prepared for the video stuff. Nice, nice.
1: And is is that does that function as a green screen? Oh, it's blue behind you, but uh we can probably do something pretty cool with that.
2: It could, yeah. I just thought, you know, <laughs> blues podcast, I might as well get the blue screen out. So
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair That's enough. Oh, uh, so I you know, it was I thought uh Calgary's free agency, uh well first off before we talk about that, your your fireside chat uh podcast. Um uh number one podcast, uh Flames podcast in Calgary, is that right?
2: Yeah, number one Flames podcast. We're the only Flames podcast that actually has media accreditation with the team, so we can spend a lot of time up in the press box and talking to the players and that sort of thing. Uh, this is our – we just finished our 10th season on the podcast, so uh, next season will be season 11. Uh, could be a rough season, but I'm sure we'll talk about that. So, yeah, we're the we're the longest running and uh, the number one fan podcast. The Flames do their own podcast. We don't count that, but as far as independent fan mm-hmm. podcasts, we're the number one.
1: See, it's like, it's like it's a mirror of our show. We're, we've been yeah. 10 years. You know, we're going on 11. Same kind of thing.
0: Yeah, we're at, we're at 10 yeah. years ourselves going on 11 with the upcoming uh, year. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we're talking about uh, the Blues and Flames maybe being better than what they look like today. The, the, we'll
2: the big see. difference is you guys have got to talk about Stanley Cup final. We have not.
1: Mm. That's, <laughs> That's true. true. That's true. Uh, so I I, uh, I know the Flames have had – Uh, leading up to free agency uh, knew it was going to be very interesting for the Flames as it was, we were anticipating for the blues. So, and I, and think there's, there's, uh, there's, you know, Matthew Kachuk, for example, uh, being a part of that with, uh, well, Goudreau, like he was tied to Goudreau in a way the rumors were. So Goudreau. So if you want to talk about, you know, Goudreau leading up to free agency and what the thought was there amongst Flames fans or what you've heard as far as the chances of him staying were and how that kind of tied in with Kachuk at all.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into unsubstantiated rumors. There's been enough of that leading up to free agency. But essentially what we know is the, as we know, Goudreau 115-point player last year under Daryl Sutter. Um, He's always been sort of the number one guy on this team. Fourth-round pick that was a better pick than we probably deserved there and uh his contract's coming up last time he signed he actually waited right to the last day of uh of f- preseason to sign the night before the season started so this is a guy that we've known goes late with his negotiations sometimes and the flames thought that they had a deal for him in mid-season around the all-star break and then his agent said let's revisit in the off-season which to me when you hear that it's like well what's going on here if we've got a deal why are we coming back to it later so going into this, it was pretty much mission um, critical that we got them done if the Flames wanted to be a contender. I mean, how do you replace 115 points in your roster? But as, you know, the season is over, we're not hearing anything. We're hearing the Flames have made the best offer they can. And guys, as you know, right, there's only so much you can offer. I mean, there's a maximum in the salary cap you can offer. So it's not like the Flames could keep going higher. We were pretty much told they made the best offer they could. And it wasn't until last night the night before free agency opened that apparently Goudreau's camp said, yeah, by the way, uh, we're going to test the market. Which I think Mm. Flames fans held out hope for this guy because he'd been such an integral part of our team. And as homers, we all like our own guy, right? We like our guy. We don't want to see our guy go anywhere. But when that happened last night, you kind of knew something was going down. For those that don't know, Johnny Goudreau is from the uh, New York area. His wife works in Philadelphia, so we all thought, you know what? Johnny's going to want to go to New York. And uh, I was shocked today to find out he did not. He did not go to any of the, what, five teams there. I mean, we all knew Buffalo would be number one, right? But no, I'm just kidding. Um, he ended up in <laughs> Columbus, which was not where I expect him to show up.
1: Poor, poor Buffalo fans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, that that was the thing that, I mean, I know that, that Calgary is basically already off the table today. But... It was just so funny, like watching, you know, Twitter and and just really any any hockey fans talking about it. And uh, it it was uh, it was just weird to see like, oh, you know, uh, it's between the Islanders. It's between the Islanders and the Devils. It's going to be the Devils, you know. Oh, no, wait, it might be the Islanders. (laughs) Oh, wait, here comes Columbus. You know, like it was like the wrestling thing we always hear about, like. By yeah. god is that columbus is playing music that's right you know, i mean it was, Bog it was god. crazy Bog god. It.
2: the blue jackets are in the fight the blue jackets <laughs> are in the fight king <laughs> um, and on the so outside big, exactly but you're right i mean you know johnny had sort of made it known that he wanted to be closer to family if he was leaving and honestly i thought he'd be one of the first guys signed today like when he told the flames last minute he wasn't coming back i thought his agent already probably had a deal in principle with another team. So as I'm sitting here going, it's 4.30, it's 5 o'clock, why is this guy not signed? And we started to get a lot of people tweeting us saying, is he going to circle back around to the flames? But honestly, I think the way that he dragged out those negotiations and didn't tell our GM until last minute, I'm not coming back. I think that door was closed sadly at that point.
0: So the rumors were that basically he got offered a very similar offer in Calgary. Um, Do you have the exact specifics on what that offer was?
2: Obviously we don't have the exact specifics but uh by the the credible numbers I've heard he actually left about 15 million dollars on the table from what Calgary mm-hmm. offered him to what he took in Columbus. That's
1: yeah, crazy. I think the Calgary the Calgary son I think had uh the Flames offering him uh, north of 10 million for 8 years, right? That's yeah, the think. the
2: I I mean we won't have obviously get substantiated by the GM but sure. you're right the the sort of number that's been floated around was about 10, 10 5. For eight years and we had that extra year because we had him under control
1: that's that's a lot of money to leave on the table to go to columbus <laughs> well
2: that's it and and you know i i, I want to be honest before i say this i can't substantiate this but i can tell you what i think happened just my own thoughts if you guys want them sure of course i i think like you guys were saying he probably went in there talking to the islanders i don't know the islanders I don't know the Islanders, are the team you want, I think maybe New Jersey, but if he wants to win a cup, I don't know that New Jersey is where you want to go. I think he was waiting for either Philly, which is his hometown team or the Rangers to make a play for him. Now the Rangers have to move some cap space, but they're competitive. I think Philly could get back to being competitive. I mean, Philly always has this roller coaster where they seem to be crap and then they find a way to make the playoffs and they're crap and then they find a way to make up the playoffs. So, and I think that, you know, when, The offers were made. I don't know they were the offers he wanted. So I think he was getting down to it. It was like, I just got to sign something. Let's sign this offer that's in front of me because it's the best offer I've got. I would say that he probably didn't get the best advice from his agent or whoever's working with him this time. Last time, I think that, you know, he just kind of took the deal that was in front of him and he, it, it bothers me as a flames fan because we were kind of being told during this, it wasn't about money. It was about him getting closer to home. Well, I don't know if Columbus is that much closer to home, um, but, you know, you you did get paid, and, yeah, the tax are a little bit different, but I don't know. It, it's kind of slapping slap in the face for Flames fans.
0: Do you think it's, it's a situation maybe he wanted to just move to the Eastern time zone,
2: the Eastern Conference? That's what I've thought as I sort of digested it is, you know what, even though he's not closer to home, he'll play in those areas more. I mean, as we know, Western Eastern will only play any of, you know, his home teams once a year. So he might still get the chance to be home more often, Um, and that's the only thing I can think of is let's just take the best Eastern deal we can get. Yeah. But and I don't want to be rude to any uh, Columbus fans. If this guy wants, I mean, he's he's getting up there in age, right? I mean, he's in his late twenties. If he wants to win a cup, Columbus is not the market I'd be shooting for.
0: (laughs) Right. I uh, I do love in uh, our YouTube chat, Matt Harris. Which, by the way, good to have you all back in the YouTube chat. Not doing live shows the past couple weeks. I missed you guys. Matt Harris, uh, can you imagine taking a about six million dollar ish pay cut to live in fucking Ohio? <laughs> Might be for, the you, even show before right the Ohio
2: there. part, I just wish I could imagine taking a six million dollar pay cut. Right. Yeah. Right, right. right. And being having happy. The, just being like, having yep, the ability. That's what I wanted. Right. Having well, the ability I mean, to take I mean, last six last million, time wow. I was looking for a job, I didn't have thirty one, you know, organizations coming at me with offers. You didn't? Oh, I did. I mean, that's, that's every day.
1: So, so I, okay. So being a blues fan, that's I've heard, you know, count, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, so I think a lot of people are kind of focusing on like, turning their attention to Kachuk situation uh, with Calgary now. So, you know, and, and rumors are flying around uh, and you hear things that diff Goudreau left which he did. Then the Flames would be more likely to tr- possibly trade Kachuk. Which to me that kind of sounds backwards at, at at first, because if you if you lose Goudreau, you you one you for sure not want to lose Kachuk. I mean that's, but I, if Kachuk does not want to be there, I think the thinking is well, then they would want to trade him instead of lose losing for nothing after next season um so if you want you have any insight on um how that may develop or if you've heard anything as far as uh could i mean i haven't heard much of anything as far as definite it's all rumors and speculation but as far as uh kachuk's desire to stay in calgary um so i mean
2: kachuk hasn't said anything his camp has been very quiet the team's really been focused on johnny because the issue was get johnny done so we know how much money we have for matthew so we haven't really heard anything but. Everyone said that Kachuk wants to be here. Um, even he said that at the end of last year. The big thing to remember here: he's an RFA. It's not like he can just walk if he doesn't like it. So, I mean, if he doesn't want to be here, someone's either going to have to tender him a, an RFA offer and then give up those firsts, or make a trade. So, you know, I mean, I don't see why he would leave at this point. To me, I think the smartest thing for him would be to sign the one-year qualifying offer and walk himself to free agency next year, UFA. Mm-hmm. And when he's a UFA, then he can pick his destination, be it go home to St. Louis with dad, be it, you know, join Johnny in Columbus. Uh, Maybe he wants to take a shot at Buffalo for some reason. Um, But I think he's, he's gotta, he's gotta sign the one year and, and get through this. Now the idea of trading him, I guess it depends where you think the team's going. If you think Johnny's left, the sky is falling. I can see an argument for trading him and rebuilding and you could get something good for him. You know, you get the pieces you need, but this team I don't think is there. If you look at the rest of the roster, this team is built for a playoff team. I don't think they're willing to just start trading vets and you know and and go for a rebuild yet. So I think we will seek a chuck back, even if only on a one year. And you may see him traded at the deadline. I think the Flames have too often in their in their history let their good players walk for nothing or pennies on the dollar. If you look at what we got for Jerome McGinlow, we got almost nothing. You know, going all the way back to I mean, Brett Hall, he wasn't good at the time, but we gave him to you guys for almost nothing. Like, you know, um, Doug Gilmore, like we have this tendency to let our best players walk for nothing or pennies in the dollar. And I don't think they can do that with with Matty. So I think you got to sign him, keep him for the year, and maybe move him at the deadline if you don't think there's a long-term future there.
0: I mean, what, what does this mean for, like, Flames fans, you know, going forward? You know, because they built this team – you know, behind a Goudreau, behind a, a, even a Sean Monahan when he was younger, and now a Matthew Kachuk, and this is a, like you said, it's a playoff roster. Um, now you're talking about having to possibly uh, rebuild already, and this team hasn't even made a super deep run in the playoffs. I mean, what do you think that does to the fan base?
2: See, and that's why I wouldn't do the rebuild. I mean, I think the ownership here, we need a new building. We have the oldest building in the league. They want money to do that. I think they realized it was really nice to have that two rounds of playoff income this last year. So, Jeff, I mean, you're talking about Monaghan, and Monaghan used to be our number one. He was our third-line center for most of this last year. Elias Lindholm has really become our number one. So I think, you know, if we look at Lindholm and Kachuk as two-thirds of that first line, I think the Flames could find someone to slot in there. Qadri doesn't have a home. I'm wondering if the flames now with their extra cash go after Nazem Kadri There's rumors of them going after him a couple of years ago, but I think it's easier to replace one third of that line than losing Kachuk as well and trying to replace two thirds of your top line. So I think if you look at Kachuk now as the guy, and there's always been questions, is he the guy? Does he have leadership ability? I think now you turn to Matthew and say, show us what you got. You want to be captain of this team? You want to be the face of this team? Johnny's gone. Be, you know, show us what you got.
0: Uh, Great question here in the YouTube chat from Matt Harris. He says, question for Dan. I'm not super familiar with Calgary because I was under the impression that they had a good culture there and were big uh, fans of the coach. Are these signs
2: of something deeper? I think the guys are fans of the coach, but I think they're – not signs of some deeper now, but maybe long-term history. I mean, this team has gone through a lot of coaches and a lot of no-name coaches. Glenn um, you know, Jeff Ward, guys that were cheap coaches. We treat our players really well. Guys like to play here. They get treated well. I think everyone likes Daryl Sutter. I don't think everybody likes to be... It's sort of like when Torch is coming in your market. Not everybody likes the fact that he's coming, but everybody knows they're going to get the most out of themselves with Daryl there. So I wouldn't say it's probably a cultural thing. I think it's probably in... And, and uh, we might revisit that question, Jeff, if uh, Kachuk leaves as well. But with Johnny, I think it was: I want to go to the states. I want to go closer to home. The fact that we're bringing in guys last year, like Coleman, tells me it's probably not a cultural thing because these guys all talk to to each other.
1: The uh, the there's all kinds of conspiracy theories uh, amongst Blues fans because I think I don't think uh, Blues fans have wanted any player that was not a blue more than they want Matthew Kachuk in St. Louis. It, it, it's crazy. And, 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 you know, if you're on social media, you, you see people say all kinds of things. But the, the, the salivating over Matthew Kachuk and the the hope and the desire that he's he wants out <laughs> and that he might get traded and that might be to St. Louis. Uh, and especially with the Blues' uh, lack of um, – mm, Impactful moves on the first day of free agency, uh, and letting Peron walk. And, you know, the, the, they, they're dying for something big, and I think uh, I think and 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 it's I don't know. I I I I would be shocked. I've told people I, was, I would be shocked and floored if Kachuk were traded, uh, one, and if he came here too, that would blow my mind.
2: I agree. And and we always say on our show, remember that to make a trade, you need a partner. And I and this is a game that we'll often play when my coach will say, I wonder if so-and-so will get traded to the Flames. For what? What is the return the other team would want? And right now, I don't see what the Blues have to offer the Flames if the Flames aren't in rebuild mode or those first-round picks aren't going to be in play or as valuable that the Flames would want for Kachuk. I think you guys could get him after next year if he walks as a UFA, but I don't see any scenario where Kachuk... I don't think the Blues are gonna tender him an RFA offer. Um, and, and if they do, you know, I might seriously consider well if the conversation's right, take it. But I don't think the Blues are gonna tender him an RFA offer. We never see big RFAs tendered.
1: We lose Dan again?
2: I, I don't see the a- oh, okay.
0: be- I think I think Canadian internet hates us. That's what it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he needs to head California way.
0: That's right. Pick up some of that internet, Dan.
2: I think you're back. I can see you blinking. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you. There we
1: go. There perfect. We go. Yeah, I don't
2: know if you guys heard. We had a massive uh, Canada-wide internet outage last week. Yes. So we, yeah. We During the draft.
1: That's right. right.
0: That was hilarious. I'm like, oh man, of all the times for that to happen, it's on. Like, re- what but a you know, at least at games. least they're
2: all in the same room, right? If you got to make a trade, right. just wander <laughs> over to their table. Weren't
1: yeah, they told to that
0: happening? Could you imagine that happening like? like two
2: hours before the trade deadline.
1: Oh, <laughs> what? what are they told, why, like, that's use, why we believe it their, or not. I'm told
2: every team still has a fax machine for that reason. Oh man. That's wow. hilarious. The facts.
1: I, <laughs> oh, I hate facts. I've never thought I, to
2: I, ask that question. That's a good call.
1: I hated fax machines when they were a thing. Couldn't stand them.
0: I hate with doctor's offices that they still expect you to fax things. I'm like, what, the, yeah, what no, is I'm, this? I'm, t- I'm told
2: that every every team sells a fax machine in case there's issues with other with other formats.
1: That makes complete sense, actually.
2: So, yeah, I don't know if, I, if just my video cut out or my audio, but I was just saying I, I don't see any way that the Flames and Blues do a deal this year. I could very much see Chuck becoming a Blue after next year when he walks himself to yeah. UFA,
1: but I don't see it happening this year. Man, if, if he has a similar year this year as he did last, man, he, I, 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 the Blues have never okay. Robert Thomas just signed the most expensive contract in Blues history, and it was eight million a year. And and Kachuk is, I mean, he he would be due, you know, oh, he'll, he'll over, get over, over what Goudreau got, nearly um, a max
0: contract. Um, yeah, honestly. it'd be
1: it'd be twelve it, million. Yep, I, it'd be crazy. I, I I don't see I don't see the Blues doing that. So, see, to me, the Blues' best shot will be to trade for him and then sign him. As opposed, let him go to free agency. That, I that, disagree, he, they, but again,
2: what do you, what do you, what do you offer the Flames?
1: Well, I'm not saying that the trade would happen. I'm saying if the, yeah. the Blues' best bet to sign him long term and that money they could actually afford would be to get him under get get him at, uh, under contract first, as, as you know, the, whatever in the trade, mm-hmm. and then sign him before he hits free agency. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, or or again, if the, the if the Flames don't done.
2: do well this year, maybe you make a deadline play for him.
1: That's possible too. Yep.
0: I think uh, Marco Scandella and a third would get it done for him. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: right. I really hope not.
1: <laughs> Considering
2: what we traded Jerome McGinley for, I-, I could see that happening, but I hope not.
1: Uh, Kachuk doesn't have a no trade, does he?
2: Well, I, I mean, he's so. he's a- as of now he has no contract, right? He's an RFA, right. so he can negotiate whatever he wants.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Gotcha. So
2: he very well could have a no trade, but but as of now, he has no contract.
0: If he's a UFA next year, I mean, he could pretty much ask for the moon, and he's going to get it because that will be uh, one of the biggest things to ever hit free agency.
2: Exactly, and if you look at the free agent class next year, he could be the biggest name on that market come July, whatever free agency is next year.
0: I mean, remember the the hype around Stephen Stamkos when he had free agency for what was it, like a day? And, and yeah. I mean, I think it's even more for Kachuk just because of what he brings to the team. And, again, if he has another 100-point season, look out.
2: You know what, though? My issue with Kachuk is I don't know that he's – I mean, people here have said he should be our next captain. I don't know his leadership material. And if you look at him in the Flames um, playoff run yeah. – there were some issues there. He was going after guys he was being more goony than he was a smart hockey player. he was costless because of that. so I think he's still a very young guy, and i'm not sure he would get some of that money because I'm not sure he's going to be your top offensive guy. I think he's sort of your messier to a Gretzky, and I think this is his year to show that's not him. I think you know he was always sort of the messier to Goudreau or the you know or to Lindholm. But I think this is his year. Yeah. To show, can he do a hundred again? He's never broken hundred points before. Is it Daryl Sutter magic or is he just maturing? And that's going to be the big issue. And I think he's going to regress without having Johnny with him.
1: That's a great point. I was, I was, if, if he can perform at a similar level without Goudreau, then that, yeah. that increases that bumps up his value tremendously because then he can play with other people. Uh, another franchise is a little more desirable, but if he does regress, like you think, um, then, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out.
2: I mean, the thing to remember with Kachuk is he he came into the league as a left winger. Wow. Goudreau is our top line left winger. So for a while, he was our number two left. And I think he's a very good number two left. Now that Goudreau's gone and he becomes the first line left winger, we've got a very two-way center in Elias Lindholm, who I think can move the puck to him a lot. I don't know that he's the sharpshooter we need. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what role he plays and if he's going to be able to get 100 points without, you know, another sharpshooter on that line. Because when he likes to muck it up in the corners, he's then not in front of the net to put the puck in.
1: Um, so, Dan, uh, before we uh, let you loose here, would you like to uh, let our listeners sure. know uh, where they can find you and uh, in your show?
2: Sure. As it says down here, the best place to find us is firesidechat.ca. It's .ca because we're in Canada. Um, you can find us wherever you find fine podcasts, Google, Apple, Spotify, anywhere. Or on Twitter, we're at Fireside Podcast. Um, we generally record once a week during the hockey season and as needed um, in the off season. We're not going to be doing a show immediately. I think there's going to be enough hype around flame stuff. So we'll probably do a show in a week or so when everything settles down and we get some more information about Kachuk and a few other things going on there, but either follow us through your favorite podcatcher or go to firesidechat.ca enter your name in the sidebar and your email, and we'll email you every time we put out a new show.
1: That's you know wonderful. what though? You know what? I, I think back in the day when the blues and flames made the trade, the, the bread hole trade, you know, the flames went on to win the cup after that trade. So, you know, maybe the flames trade Kachuk, and then go on to win the cup with pieces they acquire in the Kachuk trade.
2: I I could give you a lot of trades that we've done since then that didn't <laughs> send the flames to the cup. Like you guys getting Brathwaite.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, uh,
2: Phil Housley. That's Phil right. Housley. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh,
2: the and the question I, is does light does lightning strike twice in a league that's now you know three uh, almost a third bigger.
0: I I right. don't want to to hope that happens, Kurt, because that means the Flames win a cup instantly, and it'll take the Blues like another 20 years to win
1: another one. <laughs> I didn't think <laughs> about that end of it. <laughs> you know what, though? If we're going by that
2: logic, it's our turn because our last our one and only cup was 89. So, you know, right. we're in line. We're, we're next up.
0: That's true. There you go. Uh, well, hey, Dan, we've had you on multiple times. Love having you on the show. Uh, one of my favorite people to have on the show. So we'll have to have you... Maybe come back for a regular season meeting, or after there's a Blues Flames trade or something, we'll figure it out. Go. But or uh,
2: when Kachuk gets signed, we can talk about what that means for the Blues.
0: Yes, there you go. of course. Awesome, Dan. Thank you very much for joining us. All right, we love thank you, gents.
1: You. Thanks, Dan. Thanks.
2: Have Have a good one. You
1: too. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Well, let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues! Uh thanks hmm. again to uh Dan Stevens for coming on. Uh I you know uh, I if one word if I could use to describe Dan, professional.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: He Heck yeah. He was a
1: very professional man.
0: Yeah, uh Bill made a comment about me having bottle service or whatever uh at my table. My <laughs> wife was down here kind of watching And she even said that. She goes, That guy looks way too professional to be on your show. I was
1: like, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe
3: that's how we get media credentials. We'll we'll all just wear, we'll start wearing blazers and, and, and
1: and having, you
3: know, not dogs in the background and stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It it works. It's nice. It's nice of Calgary to give media credentials to a podcast. Pretty cool. Yeah. More, more teams should do that.
3: Agreed. Yeah, you know the one thing before we get too far away from it. The one thing I was gonna chime in um, on that was maybe maybe we could convince somebody to uh, um, you know knock on Matthew Kachok's door and ask for a cup of sugar and that there will be a a reason to trade him out of Calgary. But I don't know (laughs) that if if we're looking for synergies or you know yin yang on the organizations. To balance the trade imbalance out.
0: I saw the Kachucks are with Robert Thomas in Boston right now. So yeah. maybe Robert's uh, speaking in his ear right now.
3: Well, yes. How does how does Kachuk feel now that his you know the guy that was probably responsible for him is gone, and his best friend just got paid eight million. If, if I'm him, the only way I stay in Calgary is you give me 12 because I, Robert Thomas is a great player and they're two totally different kinds of players, but man, I think, I think Matt Kachuk could ask for the world and Calgary almost has to give it to him if they don't want to rebuild.
0: Yep. Agreed. And
1: Kachuk, Kachuk could come to him and say, I'm going to leave as UFA. So you sign me either tra- trade me. If you, if you, if you, do the nine million, right? The 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 if I'll, I'll sign the qualifying offer, or whatever. I'll play the year and I'll leave as UFA, or you can trade me now to whatever team, uh, and you know, uh, and get something for me without me, otherwise you lose me as a as a UFA. So I don't, I don't know. P- people people uh, get really pissed off if you lose uh, a guy as a free agent and don't get anything in return. (laughs) Yeah. As we've seen that happen a few times. Yeah. (laughs) Really pissed off. Uh, So uh, the blues uh, today was opening day at free agency, the NHL. The blues uh, did some stuff. um, Mostly pissed off a lot of fans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But on social media, the blues uh, social media was
0: crazy today. It's still crazy.
1: More of a mess than usual, man. I, I people were losing their minds over. I mean, you know, uh, Lindgren left. You Neil know, fan favorite. Um, people were pissed off that Joshua left, and I was like, I'm gonna save my energy about that one. I'm not gonna get too upset over Joshua leaving. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, it 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 was somewhat of a shock because I think a lot of people thought he worked his way into the favor of Blues coaching, but to me, it was like. Okay, that's a fourth line guy, and guess what? They upgraded on the fourth line with uh, yeah. one of the signings they made today. So, McCurry. yeah. As much as it it sucks to see Joshua go, yeah. they well, made a better move.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I mean, Perron leaving was the was the one that pissed right. off everyone. I mean, well,
0: and the other thing that, that 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 pissed everyone off was you know everyone kind of agreed with the Huso trade last week, which you know I think we all agree was
1: I think that was great, that was expected.
0: Sure. Yeah, and it was a great pickup. Three a third rounder for, mm-hmm. for a guy that was gonna leave your franchise no matter what. Sure. Uh perfect. Uh but yeah, I think Lindgren kind of made people go over the edge. Uh which I, I wanted Lindgren, I was all about it. I know Bill was too. Um but just seeing the, the, the vitriol, the reaction that people gave, like the thing that the if if you want to see what we're talking about, go over to Facebook or Twitter. And check out the uh, the tweet or the Facebook post that welcomed Thomas Grice into the Blues Nation. I mean, people <laughs> lost their shit and were just like, I'm not welcoming him. And like, one guy even said, like, fuck that guy. And like, I get that there's some political stuff around Grice that I understand. But I mean, you're losing your shit over a backup goalie. Like think about yeah. that that's that's what you're gonna lose your shit over
1: i mean it, it not liking it is one thing that's that's perfectly normal and fine that's a discussion that can be had uh but yeah, I think it's the the vitriol. it's just the just the absolute venom that was being uh spewed around uh you know people calling for army's job <laughs> um. And uh, you know, well, well, it was Bill. So I, I know you. I think you said you would have preferred Lindgren, correct? Or yeah. No, is that Jane? Is that okay?
3: Yeah. No. No. And so my rationale: Lindgren got a raw deal with Montreal, right? And and he came here and he did nothing but play the perfect third string goalie role. And he had a he had a solid season. Uh, you know, he was three and zero when he was here. And, you know, Blues were dealing with injury and COVID and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, he, he got sent back down, never got it, you know, never made it back and got a in the league this year. But I thought, you know, he really showed, like, in that, that, those three games that he was here, like what a consummate professional he was. And I thought he, he demonstrated that he, he knew how to step in in an NHL club. Right, and so I thought you know it, he had shown maturity that probably Montreal didn't think he had, and never gave him the trust to have the backup job behind uh, Carey Price. And so I thought you know it was just part of his evolution, and I thought it would be the next step for him. But Army likes experience, and he doesn't like unknowns. So even though the one time he went with an unknown, he won us the cup. Again, I still don't think the Blues get goaltending. Right. It's, it's just a thing. Army doesn't get goaltending, right? He does an emergency call up. He wins the cup. No, you're not going to go for that the whole time, but experience isn't everything in goaltending. Look at Jake Ottinger. Nobody expected anything from that guy. And now he's talk, you know, talk around the league is that he's, he's in the elite category after one hell of a playoff run, right? You know, goalies, goalies don't develop on the same path. Right, Bennington took forever. Huso took forever. Let Langdon get the shot. Don't go to a retread. This feels like Chad Johnson all over again. And that's that's just what I think.
0: I, yeah, I, I could I could see that. Um, I don't hate the Gray signing. Um, I I thought it was okay. I I I don't I don't look at it. I I think Kurt, you even said this on Twitter. I throw those numbers out the window with the Red Wings just because they are so fucking bad defensively. I mean, not just their defense, but, I mean, their offensive group cannot back check. If you watch their games, there's just nothing there. Um, So I I don't hate it, but at the same time, like, I was on the train of, like, okay, Lindgren's paid his dues. He's ready to go. He's going to be a good backup for this team. And yeah, it was only five games. We saw him in the NHL, but again, he's had his chances with Montreal. He had an unbelievable run in the AHL playoffs this past year. I was ready for it, but at the same time, I understand, you know, wanting to get that veteran in the NHL, but yeah, I, I, I do hope this doesn't stink of the Chad Johnson signing, but I guess only time will tell.
1: I I think, I don't know. I, I mean, and I, This could be an unwarranted feeling, but if the Blues had gone with Lindgren as a backup, I would have been more nervous uh, if Bennington were to get hurt again uh, and had to rely on Lindgren over 30 games or whatever uh, than I would be with Grice. And maybe that's not – maybe that wouldn't pan out uh, accurately, but uh, that's – and the Cardinals have just uh, given up no, they didn't. Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm watching the Cardinal game above my TV. I they're don't even have the game a, on. <laughs> they're about to blow a 6-0 lead. I don't even
3: have a TV set up in here.
1: They they were up 6-0, and they the Dodgers have scored like four or five runs in the eighth, and they're two on nobody out in the ninth, and they almost scored a run here. But they went back to third. Anyway, um, anyway I, ju- I just think that uh, – I would have been just nervous and uncomfortable with Lindgren as the, as the, as the backup. Um, and he, he may have a good season next season, uh, or he could, I think he's a wild card and, uh, more so than Grice might be. I think Grice, you kind of know what you're going to get maybe. Um, but I don't know. I, I again, it's, it's it's a, it's a backup goalie situation. Um, and backups are important. I get it, but I don't know. I just relying on Lindgren or relying on Grice. I don't know. It's tough. Right.
3: It's it, it's definitely, we, we're in a, you know, number one, number two position. We're not talking 1A, 1B, right? Grace had a great season a couple years back, you know, uh, doing tandem work with Varlamov in and, and, uh, New York for the Islanders. Uh, he had a good season, you know, and maybe he still got that, you know, a year in Detroit probably didn't help. Um, but, you know, he'll have a better defense in front of him. you know, knows Nick Letty at least. So um, from their time in uh, Detroit and Long Island, uh, but I don't know. I, it just, it's, I don't think we did anything to get better there. Um, Certainly, you know, we were pretty well resigned that Huso wasn't coming back. You know, there's, you know, when we did our last show together, there was still hope, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't Right. So uh-huh.
1: I think everybody expected the blues goaltending to be worse overall this season. Cause who so leaves and you're going to bring up, you're going to either bring in a veteran with experience like they did, or you're going to go with Lindgren who may have played well or may have been regressed some, I don't back to the norm. I don't know. But, but I think people expected probably the blues goaltending as a whole to be not as good as last year. Um, right. and, but and that wasn't um, really a surprise.
3: Right. And we haven't, we haven't mentioned the name Joel Hofer yet, right? He's, he's kind of the long term. Um, if anybody in this roster is going to come in and make a play for the number one, it's probably going to be him. Um, you know, he, he scored a goal in the AHL playoffs this year. So we got that going for us. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I, you know, I, I, I I get not wanting to overpay the goalie position like we kind of have over the last few years. We need we need dollars elsewhere on our roster, um, but yeah, it's it's very meh. I I, I mean, at this point, you know, Lindgren Lindgren I think was kind of a cult hero right here in sure. St. Louis because of that, you know, the, the frickin a, the, you know, just the, the kitschy, um, you know, the sideburns thing and you know, yeah. the kitschy interviews that he did, uh, you know, and I'll miss that. But I also thought he was, he really demonstrated, you know, some good things in goal. Right, he was very sound positionally didn't get down when he gave up a goal. You know, he, he just seemed like he had the right makeup and maybe it was just that point in time. And, you know, again, still don't think the blues get goaltending, and, but you know, whatever.
1: Uh, so, uh, Robert Thomas was, uh, signed a huge deal, eight years, uh, 65 million total on it. uh cap hit of 8.13 million. Um, I, I I like this deal. It's a long-term deal for a guy you're, you're kind of banking on uh, potential. Um, you're not really paying him on what he did in the past. I mean, this past season, he had, had a great season. But uh, I think this contract is basically, okay, you've arrived. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Here's your money. Uh, I love it. I, I, I think I'd, most of Blues Nation probably likes this, except for some folks on uh, social media. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, you're you you yay or nay on this bill, on Robert Steele? Um,
3: uh, I mean, it feels it feels a a, a little overpayment, but um, you know, he long term he's he's gonna wind up being our number one guy. You uh, know, our number one center. Yeah, sure. Um, sure.
1: And, well, he's he'll be thirty one when the contract's up, and if he plays it out here in St. Louis, that'll give him twelve years in St. Louis, and actually. If he plays as ex- as expected, he he can finish top three in points. Or if if he's if he stays healthy, he could be the franchise point leader by the time he retires. If he stays here, he's he was young when he started, and the way he can pile up points, or he's, if the potential comes to fruition, right? If it, if he maintains it, I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. I mean, he could, and eight years, eight million per, a few years down the road, could look like a quite the bargain, or it could look like a bust, you know. Like like any long term deal there's risk involved. I think this is I think this is a safe bet with Thomas though eight years eight million I mean if you're gonna bet on somebody, I like it Jeff Robert yes. Thomas Thomas how much do you hate it hate you. <laughs> don't don't
0: don't don't be Steven from uh two guys in one cup and tell me that I'm being that guy because I'm not um. No, I actually, I love it. I love that the fact that they went ahead and did the eight years. I know a lot of people, well, I don't want to say a lot. I saw a couple of people say, like, why not give him one or two years on a bridge? And then when he's before he hits UFA, signed a big deal. I like this to just do it now because you're locking up his prime years. He's going to be what 30 when this contract's over. 31. Overall, 31. Yeah. Uh, I love it. But, My biggest issue with it is – okay, I don't want to say – I have no issue with the contract.
1: Don't be that guy.
0: I'm not being that (laughs) guy. My biggest issue with him as a player, we all call him elite, right? And I'm fine with saying he's elite. Like, that's okay. I need to see more in the postseason. I don't know if it was like a gas left in the tank kind of thing or if it was – Postseason gets a little tighter, so it's hard to find the space that he needs. Whatever it is, elite players, they find ways to still capitalize when they need to capitalize. And I said this at the end of our season show. Right now, the player that comes to mind with me with him is Alexi Yashin, a guy who who had a always had great regular seasons, but then could not figure it out in the playoffs.
1: You and could... it's yes,
0: it's only been truly one postseason that he's been a top center for the blues. So I, I don't want to put that on him yet, but I need to see more from him in a blues postseason run. I think if he's contributing more, not only do the blues beat the wild in in more games, if he plays the way that we saw him play in the regular season, I think they, they're done with him in four or five games. I also think they got a much better shot against Colorado because you've got two elite centers and him and Ryan O'Reilly anchoring those lines. So that's number one. Number two is – and I've said this in the show a million times. Kurt, you've actually – and Bill, too. I I know both of you have bitched about it before. Defensively, I need to see more from him.
3: Yeah, You know who they (laughs) – I was going to say I I think I I trust his defensive game more than I trust Kairou's game. I think if this yes. this contract yes. goes to Kairu exactly. I would be apoplectic. But yeah, no, it, it, it's Thomas. Yeah, I I I like the deal. Um, you know, it, it's it maybe maybe a bit of overpayment right now, but over the long term, if he does stay here, he does stay healthy, and you know. Like, like you said, Gert, like if it works out as it's projected at this point, I think it's a great deal, but you know, that, that is giving that much. And we're seeing that eight years seems to be like what three guys in Tampa got that right. That seems to be the magic term for your young guy. Now, like everybody's getting eight years. So that's,
1: you know, uh, the, the knock on Oshi, TJ Oshi, uh didn't perform in the playoffs early in his career. The knock on Perron early in his career, didn't perform in the playoffs. I think, uh, you know, Yashin's an outlier uh, as far as I – hope, I hope Thomas doesn't follow that path. I hope he follows the path of a Perron or an Oshi who, uh, you know, after a, a couple goes at it, you know, kind of figure it out and, and become a better playoff performer. Um so and, you and know, let's I,
0: and, and, you know we say this and he ha- was one of the biggest part what well, big part of one of the biggest moments in Blues playoff history with his assist oh, yeah. on the the Patrick Maroon goal. So, so we say that and we we already associate him with a big moment. I just I think with this contract we need to see a little bit more of that in the postseason.
1: Uh, Nick Letty. So this actually got some ire from, and the Cardinals are now lo- losing seven to six. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, had a six nothing, they had a six nothing lead, um, and they blew it in the last two innings. Uh, so uh, this this pissed off people. Um, I think this this in a combination with Perron leaving. So I think a lot of people leading up to free agency thought that Letty was going to sign somewhere else, and Perron will be retained, and. The opposite happened. The team, on paper, essentially looked like they chose Letty over Peron, and that pissed off a bunch of people. I think. I think. You know, I'm cautiously optimistic about this deal. Um, you know, uh, uh, Korak uh, put up some numbers today. He said he was matched up quite a bit against Kaprizov in the first round against Minnesota, and he shot, uh, uh Letty was a big part in shutting them shutting him down. So yeah, I mean, when he,
0: a criminal too. By the way, <laughs>
1: right. uh, yeah, he should be in Russia right now, right? He's, but he's not anymore. He's here. Right. Um, he's wanted by Russia. Um, but I, you know, when he when we acquired him, the knock on him was that he's bad defensively, but he's good transitionally at getting the puck out of the zone. So when, but when what we saw of him here, that he was he was really good transitionally, but he was also pretty good defensively. Um, he played really well for us. I thought, um, I think the four year term is, uh, I don't, I mean, it's like Scandella's term when he signed it. like, ah, I like, I like I, at the time I liked resigning Scandella, but I didn't care about the four years. The, I think it was four years, right? For Scandella. Um, I didn't care for that. Um, but you know, I think, uh, uh, Jamie rivers was talking about how he thought, Luddy could have gotten five, five and a half from, from another team somewhere else. So he likes yeah. to steal. A lot
0: and i i like this deal in the terms of i know a lot of people have compared it to the scandela deal but the thing is that they're two completely different players this isn't you know another six foot five defenseman they brought in to fill in for jay bowmeister this is a player who doesn't play a physical game doesn't you know play a lot of like i need to block 20 shots a game to feel like i'm contributing. Like he, he's a puck moving defenseman. Yes, those kind of defensemen, the Bobby Orr types, they can definitely get some pretty awful injuries doing that. But at the same time, the game's changed a lot. I think the way he plays the game, it's not going to put the wear and tear on him that a Scandella type game does. I think, first of all, he's he's just he's in great shape. He's thirty one years old, and his contract's he people be thirty five. Um, I don't think that's terrible i think uh he can still contribute and and then you also look at the price breakdown i'm pretty sure i don't have the numbers in front of me i think it goes down to three million actual paid salary yeah. at the end of the deal you right. can move that at the end of this deal that's well, easily moved. It,
1: well okay uh, you think it might be but they can't move scandela what's he three and a quarter I'm they're trying to move him.
0: Scandella has downgraded himself quite a quite a bit. I'm saying but, I think Lenny right, still but,
1: holds up but I to think, be
0: a good NHL defenseman at 35. Right, and but you can people's move him fear.
1: Easier. Well, that's the thing though. But people's fear is he's going to regress, and like Scandella did, because Scandella was played really well for us early on, right? Here in that but, contract.
3: But that was a surprise. Scandella being good, like he he Montreal, didn't think being was a surprise. Not I like Scandella.
1: Scandella. I, I, not, not I, I. Scandella. He played. He played much Scandella, better than expected.
3: He did. He and he made Colton Parekel better than expected. Right. <laughs> and Nick Letty. Nick Letty is a different player than than Scandella. That's. that's oh, a I very agree. Player. Different player. Right. He, and and he's you know Scandella is more about reach and block. Right. And but Letty is get the puck and move it right and get the puck away from somebody and move it and he's he's very effective at that right he was he was part of those isles teams right that that took tampa you know to game seven back-to-back years right he's he is an effective defenseman right um you know and it wasn't a you know one of the deals that happened before the deadline uh, nashville got better on defense. Army can't let defense dwindle now. So Nashville is probably going to push us a lot harder next year uh, than, than they did this year. They got McDonough, right? And, you know, so they're they're back to salad, you know, with, with Yosi and McDonough as their, uh, you know, one and two left-handed defensemen. You you can't regress. You can't expect Marco Scandela to be there. Scott Perunovic, he's got a great upside, but still still got to worry about his injuries, and he hasn't hasn't played a full NHL season yet. So I I like it. I like I like Letty being here.
1: I okay. Here, I don't here's
3: do here's, from because of it, I, but here,
1: yeah. Well, here, here's the well, thing. And I too. Here's I don't the, think, I, I think those... I look, Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. The, the, a lot of social media. Uh, sorry. A lot of social media. I think part of the the anger with the whole Perron Letty thing, uh, one is that Perron wasn't able to be retained because of essentially because of Letty, but two, uh, this team where the defense was an issue last season uh, looks the same as last season. So bringing Letty back, you know, and, and I like liked Letty and I, and I don't I don't hate the signing. I, I like the signing, but uh, I understand where some people are coming from when they say. That we're just doing the same thing with our D, even though I said on Twitter earlier today that uh, uh, Letty and Prunovic and Krug played zero games in lineup together. So assuming they are all on the team to start the season, you know it's a different, a little bit looking different looking defense, uh, and, and Letty uh, only played six games with Krug during the regular season before uh, Krug got hurt. And then Krug came back in the playoffs, got hurt, again. it wasn't the same. So really, I mean, no Krug and Prunovich wasn't a part of the, uh, the team until playoffs. So uh, I think the defense does look a little different, but the personnel is the same, you know what I mean? So I think that's part of the reason why uh, some of the outrage was there was because they wanted to see an upgrade. Um, by bringing someone else in Instead of re-signing Which I understand to some point to, to, to a point
0: Yeah, and I'll say that um, People who were mad that Peron, Like a lot of people were, were pissed About the Perron signing And I say a lot of people This is purely based off social media Which I know is a fraction Of the fan base But, um, you know Oh, you're not going to re-sign David Perron But you're going to bring back Nick Letty I, I don't think those two things can uh, equate with each other. Like, I'm not, well. I don't, I don't well, sit here and say they didn't re sign David Perron because they signed Nicoletti. I well, think it Cap. was they knew that, yes, it's Cap, but I also yeah, think right. at the same time, it's Nicoletti is a defenseman that made your team better. And, and again, I think he plays a style where he will continue to make that team better over the next couple of years. And they felt they needed to do it. Where you're running into we couldn't afford David Perron is, honestly, other signings this team has made. And, yes, to me, Marco Scandella falls into that. That is a we spent too much on a guy. And I think that, again, I think think if we never had COVID, COVID doesn't exist. I think the cap continues to go up. And, you know, by this point it's it's five, six, seven million dollars higher than what it is right now. I think we're looking at the Scandela contract, we're like, yeah, that kinda sucks, but it's not that bad. Right now you look at it and you say the Blues could not sign David Perron because they signed a guy like Marco Scandela for more than what he was worth. But in a non COVID world, I don't think that contract hinders us too much. It's just because of the flat cap, it, it just stands out. And it's same thing with the Letty deal. Uh, you know, the Letty deal looks bad to some people because they couldn't sign Perron. But again, this cap continues to go up as it was every single year. I don't think that's even a conversation.
1: I'm sad to see Perron go. I think a lot of, like almost every single Blues fan, wanted to see him back. He was fantastic for us, one of the best power play guys in the NHL. Um, but you know, on the on, I, I, and and I'd love, I would have loved to have seen him back, especially seeing the deal he signed in Detroit, two years, four point seven five million per. That seems like a deal that you know Armstrong could have fit into the works without the Letty deal or whatever, or make a move to to make room for him, whatever. Because two years, you know, years. I thought I thought take two years, surely he takes that here. And two years is would have been fantastic. I was thinking he would have gotten three somewhere or three from us, but you can't keep the two thousand nineteen cup players here forever he's thirty four so I'm kind of playing the other side of the fence now. you know it's like you gotta you move on from guys uh when you can, and I guess you know if you sign him for three or four years, then people are saying, "Wow, you're gonna be you know okay for a year or two, but then you might be pissed off uh the last two years of the contract so I mean, at some point, you know, you, you, because people complain all the time about how, you know, wow, well, you know, he's going to be so old by the end of this contract, it's going to suck. Um, I don't know. I, I that,
0: I, that was the thing that, that, that makes me say there is more coming. And, and I know that after day one of free agency, you look and you say, this team is not better than they were last year, uh, last season. And I 100% yeah. agree. They're not. Right now, you look at the roster, they have downgraded. Uh, they're they're not as good in goal. They're not as good uh, hey, up front.
1: I have a question what? for you. What? Okay. Do you expect Bennington to play better this year than last?
0: Well, let's talk about goalie in a minute. I want to. I okay. I wanna no, I, on I was going to
1: go. I was going to go. I was going to go up and down the lineup. Just yes or no question.
0: Okay. Well, we can do that in a second. I just okay. want to add right. with David Perron real quick that there is more. There has to be more coming. There's there and whether it's a Kachuk deal or whatever. Armstrong has got to be planning something because I, I told you guys when we were talking, and I said uh, I was the first one to message you guys and said Peron to Detroit, don't know any of the details yet. Yeah. And I said it's got to be four years, right? That's the only reason the Blues would not have matched whatever Detroit's going to give them. And then, Kurt, I think you said yeah, at least three years. And then, and then I said, and then we all saw two years, and we're like, what, what, what? Like two years? You got to be kidding yeah. me. And, and and it's just it, it was it really does come down to there's just that little bit of cap that wasn't left to, to be able to sign Peron. And again, that to me speaks they could have made something work out. They could have found a way to to get him and told him, David, we're going to resign you for whatever whatever you get offered, come back to us. We will match it. Um you know, you can, if it's for two can, years. But I, I just think that there's something else in the works. There has to be.
1: Well, you can always clear salary. You 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 can I mean if you really want to bring a guy back, Peron, and if it's if it's a guy who wants two years and four point seven five would get it done, maybe it takes four point five to stay here. I don't know. But you can always clear salary. salary. You 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 could unload Scandela if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to just dump him what? for Next to nothing to somebody, you could. They they could do that. Um, you saw, I mean, Phoenix, Arizona is always willing to take on a player or two. <laughs> Someone else's salary cap issue. Um, now it might cost you a draft pick to get that done, but you could if you wanted to. So and like and I agree with you, Jeff. I I would think that something else would be. In the works to be some kind of a trade. It has to be because they've only got they got less than three million in cap left, so they can't sign anybody of significance. So they got to make a trade, unload some salary, you know, and use the rest of the cap to pay for whoever. I I don't know if that's going to happen. I would hope because right now, and what I was getting earlier with the goaltending question was the goaltending. I think starting goaltending. I think will be better. I think I expect better of Bennington this season than last. Okay, that's what I expect. Defense, I actually think the defense can be better than last season because of what I said. Because you're going to have a healthy Krug, hopefully. Perunovic, uh, Letty, all in line at the same time, um, which didn't happen last season. So there's that. Now, the offense took a hit without Peron. But then again, you've got another year of Cairo. You've got another year of Thomas, where hopefully, ideally, they get better. Cairo's more consistent. Uh, Thomas, too. So you've got, I mean, there's, there's other variables too, as far as like your younger players getting better, but that's, that's a rough thing to rely on and you can't really sell that to the fans. Uh, But it is a thing. It can't happen.
3: Yeah. Um, One thing I, I forget who I saw pointed out, but Jake neighbors, right? Mm. Kid just won the WHL, right? Right. He's going to come in here and he's probably going to have a top nine spot. So that's, you know, we—it's not like the cupboard's completely dry um, as far as development goes. And you know, once uh, um Torpchenko's healthy again, you know, come, he's going to start the season on LTIR, and he had some right. flashes that that really you know make you want him to be there. But I do uh, not it's just with, with Perund gone, you know, thirty goals gone. It's power play. It's power, play. It's power play, it. play, power play specialist. It's gonna take a hit. I mean, I, it's it's gonna be hard to make up. Um, so, you know, maybe that maybe there's something still there. You know, I, I think all of us are, are still, you know, we're we're in, well, except for Steven and two G one C, we'll wait until later <laughs> in the game, uh, as we you know it, you know it, it'll have to be later in the game than the O'Reilly move, right? That that came in just that late like, that night. Um, but you know, I think, I think Steven there. is actually
1: hanging off, uh, the mutual bridge right now. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask,
0: I was going to ask you guys, like, uh, <laughs> hopefully you guys aren't, uh, didn't go over to, to the bridges today, consider jumping because there see seems Steven to be a there. lot of blues fans <laughs> doing that.
1: Yeah. 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 I think no, if, someone if should I'm someone should take
3: because of a blues move. <laughs> yeah.
1: Someone needs to take uh, take his phone away for a little while. He he needed to do he needed to uh process this for about a day or two days before uh he kind of went off on social media. I think this might be this could be one of those things where he comes back later and says, "You know what? I overreacted <laughs> a little bit." We'll
0: see. And he's done that before
1: he has, he has. And, and to his credit, he's come out and said, you "No, know, oh, I was wrong about this. You know, I, I, uh, spoke too soon or what have you. Um, so, I mean, we talked about, uh, Lindgren, Joshua, um, uh, there, I and mean, there's a bunch of other moves here. We're not going to touch on uh, a lot of these, but uh, anything that sticks out to you that you wanted to talk about as far as like uh, divisional moves, like Minnesota's goaltending or, well, we while I was gone, did ahead.
0: you guys talk about the Achari signing at all? Uh,
1: <coughs> no, no, we did not.
0: Um, I, I I, I mean, I thought this was a, a brilliant signing. Again, losing Dakota Joshua was a little upsetting, um, but I think they vastly improved, honestly. Um, you know, you got to figure, too, part of this is probably the Torpchenko. We know he not going to be ready until December. So you brought in a guy that they can definitely fill in on a third or fourth line. In Nolachari, um, you gotta love the sucker punch to the Boston Bruins fans with uh, getting Tori Krug yeah. a couple years ago, and now you're uh, bringing in Nolachari, the guy famous uh, that got tripped from uh, Bozak in Game Five. What uh, a trip. Yeah, what a trip! Uh, yeah, you gotta love all that. But I mean, at the same time, I I actually. I think this is a, a, going to be a very sneaky, underrated signing by, by Armstrong. I I love him on the fourth line. I think he's going to fit in well into a Barubi system.
1: Especially if you're not bringing Bozak back. You need to – yeah, and like you said, Torpchenko not until December. No, I love say, the – uh,
0: the, the somebody said on, on Twitter, um, Noel Chari's one, one agreement with the Blues was, you have to get rid of Peron and Bozak before I sign with you. <laughs> and because they were both involved in that play,
1: so right. Well, to, to criticize Perron's a little harsh. He had nothing to do with that trip. It was all Bozak. <laughs> I love how Bozak Tripsman turns to the official right away and goes, "What? What happened? I didn't." Do yeah, anything. I mean, is is that? And
0: and and I mean, I had an example exactly in my game last night. So I got hit pretty hard in the head. Felt the guy should have gotten uh, thrown out of the game for it. But what do I do? The minute I get up, I walk over, I skate over to the guy, I punch him, and I turn around to the ref and I go, "What?" Like even before he called anything, <laughs> I instantly thought as I did it, I go, "Yeah, uh, this is the guilty move. This is what guilty hockey players do."
1: <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys care that that uh, the Red Wings are acquiring former Blues players? I mean, is is the is the hatred for them? uh still there like you can't stand they went there you know like, like the whole days no, the hatred no. isn't
0: there it's more i don't want to see these guys in red wings jerseys like that yeah,
1: still I bothers me i don't care i want them
3: to have success when they leave right you, you, you don't you don't want your kids to go to prison right
1: <laughs> right yeah you know, see
3: Steve Eiserman's building something, you know, if nothing else, you know, yeah, I, I hope he keeps our David Perron warm for a year and a half before we reacquire him at the trade deadline in 2024.
0: <laughs> how, how amazing would that be to ne- I mean, next playoff year, you know, Red Wings are a bubble team or whatever. And it's like, Oh, David Perron's on the block. I mean, you know, St. Louis is just going to be buzzing. Like, Okay, there's your deadline acquisition. Go get him. Go get him, Doug.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on how he's playing, right? I mean, if he's playing well, then bring him on. If he's not, then it's like, well, we moved on at the right time. Yep.
0: Uh, as far as other things going on in the league, um, I don't unless you guys want to talk any more about Blues signings, Blues non-signings before we move on.
1: No. I think okay. we're, I think we covered most of what we wanted to.
0: Yeah, uh so I mean I'll just say uh the Golden Knights just a fucking shit show and I love to see it. Um I think it was uh was it <laughs> was become
3: it? the most more hated more quickly than I the Golden mean, Knights
0: around the league. It's not like at first I remember the Pacific Division fans just being like like uh when we were over there in uh, that division last year and, like, our friends over at Teal Town were like, is there a team more hated than the Golden Knights? And we were kind of like, meh. And then as the season went on, we're like, no, there is not a team more hated than the Golden <laughs> no, Knights.
1: There and, is not. and
0: now we're seeing, like, Eastern Conference fans being like, yeah, fuck the Golden Knights. And it's just everyone hates them now. And, and it's just because you it's see them boring. just cycle it's... through players like they did with already And it's just... They want the shiny new thing, and the minute it's not shiny and new, get out of town. We don't need you anymore.
1: Yeah, great place to work, huh, if you're a player?
0: Yeah. No, thank you.
1: Yeah, I well, I mean, they had a really cool thing going, too, that first season. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone loved them.
0: I was and rooting they, for them.
1: They ruined that.
0: Yep. I yeah. That that was the one year because they lost the Capitals, and I was rooting for the Capitals because I'm an Ovechkin guy, but I was still like, if the Golden Knights win, what a hell of a story. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Now I, I look back I, and I'm like, I am so happy they didn't win.
1: I was against yeah. them having success because I did not want to see a team come right into the league and win a cup before the Blues did. <laughs> that would have pissed me the fuck off. I hear you.
3: Jesus. And how do you think Jack Eichel feels right now, right? He's like the pariah of the Right. He, you know, he goes number two behind McDavid and hates every second in Buffalo, gets traded to Vegas, and now they have to trade everybody just to pay for him. It's, oh, man. That's,
1: that's why That's why players like, uh, what's his face? Uh, 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 not McDavid. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Colorado's. Uh... McKinnon? McKinnon. Not McDavid, McKinnon. Sorry. He t- it took less, right? His last contract took less. Uh, he's, and he said his next contract, he's going to take less again. Uh, we'll see if he holds true to that. But people are thinking, oh, he's going to break the bank in Colorado. He said, no, I'm taking less. I want to win. So there's uh, – which, you know, fans love, I'm sure, right? You can afford another player yeah. or two. Uh,
0: so another one that I wanted to mention was Claude Giroux uh, going home to Ottawa, which I think is cool, but – uh, Kurt, it might have been you that said this on social media. I can't remember. Somebody made a comment, watch this, watch what Claude Giroux does, because that might be an indicator for what we see from Ryan O'Reilly with his you know age, type of play, that kind of thing. And Giroux went three years, 19.5, average of 6.5 per year. Um, I mean, if that is any kind of indication for O'Reilly, that's completely manageable. Um, and I know that for Giroux, it's going home and going to a very exciting and upstart Ottawa team. But if there's any indication that that's what we're going to see from O'Reilly, I mean, right. I think that's within the ballpark of what we'd love to see him sign for.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's hard to imagine the blues, not retaining O'Reilly of all the players, you know, that they've let go even more so than Petrangelo, maybe, um, O'Reilly just hits different. Right. Um, right. Uh, so I, I, especially with what he went through in, uh, in Buffalo, um, and I think he appreciates being here. So I, maybe that'd be great. You know, 6.5. That's yeah. Like you said, that's, that's, certainly manageable. Um, I, and I wouldn't think, how old is he? How old is O'Reilly? 30, what?
0: 33.
1: Three. And is this is his last year on the contract.
0: Yeah. This is his final year on the contract. Yeah. He is, uh, 31. Yeah. He's even younger. Okay.
1: So he makes seven and a half now, so you know I can see him signing like a four year deal right five year deal yeah. yeah for like and, six and, and again, half. I've said this before <laughs> with though.
0: with his style of play compared to like a David Backus uh yeah. I think he plays a game that he can continue to play for years you know it's he doesn't play a grinding style that's gonna you know make him irrelevant in three years. I think he's still a guy at the very least can fill in on your third or fourth line as he gets older.
1: Yeah. I mean, right now he is that, like, a, like a shutdown center, too, you know, a two way guy. So it'd be interesting over time, you know, when he gets in his mid 30s to see if that's still, if he's still effective as a shutdown center. So that could maybe affect his contract. I don't know. We'll see. Something to talk about next off season. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah anything else I, you guys want to talk about? No, I, I, I can't even go there with. The thought of losing O'Reilly, the other jersey that I got this year.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, man, I have a I'll Thomas admit, jersey. I,
0: my I, wife and I were talking about because I, I still am yet to order my Winter Classic jersey, and I was pretty dead set that they were going to re-sign Perron, and I thought, you know, I might as well just go ahead and order it, because I think it's going to happen. And I'm glad I didn't. I mean, I might still, just for nostalgia reasons, but you know what? HF, I, prom, HF. HF. I see it i see it Prawn's one of
1: those guys though pran's one of those guys though that i think blues fans would probably still buy his blues jersey today oh yeah and and, and and wear it around because he was such a loved guy right i mean he he wanted Ooh. to be here and that's and he was vocal about it and i think that's that uh, fans that means that hits different that's that means something to fans and i think uh if i had a prawn jersey i'd i'd wear it i wouldn't have no problem wearing it i mean
0: Oh, well, and and uh, let's let's not forget that before 2019, that was kind of the conversation with John Tavares being a free agent. And there was a couple of names that I'm drawing a blank on right now. But uh, people were asking, and I remember we had Andy Strickland on the show, and that was specifically a question I asked him. Do you think St. Louis is just not a good hockey destination? Because that was the talk amongst fans. And that summer... David Perron made it very clear that he wanted to come back to St. Louis and that he loved it here. So, you know, he was one of the first that kind of, I think, put blues on the map as a great destination for free agents. And, you know, he came here, Bozak, again, O'Reilly wasn't a, a, a free agent, but I mean, he's proven that he loves it here. So, you know, I, I, I commend him for that, you know, showing, hey, St. Louis is a great hockey market come here if you not only if you want to win but if you want to be treated like royalty.
1: Um what do you got uh you have anything in the works uh, in the pipeline for next week, Jeff? I didn't ask you about this beforehand for the show. Uh
0: well, it's kind of uh let's just kind of fly by the seat of our pants in case something else happens after today. Uh because you know, who knows, maybe we'll have another live show, but in the works we do have a conversation which Kurt you were a part of. With uh, yep. our friend Vanessa Graf, uh, we went over to the Edwardsville Ice Rink, uh, new rink here in St. Louis, uh, had a little conversation about the Thunderbirds this past season, them going to the uh, AHL final, the Calder Cup final, uh, talked about uh, all the success they had, players coming up for the Blues who look good. Uh, so that's in the pipeline. If there's no big news, we'll, we'll post that one next week. Uh, but I also know that I have something coming up with uh, former Blue Reed Lowe. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Junior Blues and and obviously his career with the Blues. Uh, Lady Cyclones, which is a really, really awesome organization out here in St. Louis. We're going to have somebody from them on. A lot of fun stuff planned. Uh, and, of course, Mystery Hockey Theater, Men's League Minute. We're going to do all that kind of stuff this summer, too.
1: Doesn't, doesn't Reed Lowe have like a... a- Barber shop or a hair line, a hair product line, or something like that going on. He
0: has something. I want to. I
1: should know. I I, I want to say he, he had. Yeah, he had
3: a shop. I a couple years okay. ago. I know the thing, but he he got a lot more involved with the team. I think after that. So, but okay. that's that's there's there's your first question. Are you a barber? <laughs> are you a yeah? Read yeah. low.
0: Are you a barber? Right. Uh, are you a
3: musician?
0: So a couple, a couple comments we should get to. Um, Matt MLO12 says Achari is a good replacement for Bozzi. I agree. Just you know, he's younger, and I love Bozak, and it's gonna. It, I'm gonna be sad when he signs, just like Peron. Um But you know, yeah, I think that's a great pickup for Bozak. Plus, I think the Blues have a gluttony of centers right now. I think having uh, picking up a guy who's a a skilled left winger. Is uh, is Sal plus he could take faceoffs too. He's 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 good at faceoffs for anybody who hasn't looked at his numbers. Uh, Matt Harris says if we're looking to replace Peron, I did hear Yager is available. I don't know if you guys saw that. I I saw that too. Yeah, that was funny. Yager put out, uh, "Hey NHL GMs, I'm a free agent now. Uh, If you're looking for a 50 year old with good hands and is slow, (laughs) (laughs) I loved it.
3: (laughs) Yeah." So, um, a late breaking trade that, uh, or signing that happened during our show, Andre Palat to New Jersey.
0: Whoa. Mm. There's their answer to not getting Gaudreau.
3: Yeah. Kevin Weeks, uh, breaking it in a lavender suit. How about that?
0: Oh, Gotta <laughs> love Weeks. I feel like that dude just purposely like, Oh, there might be some news breaking. I need to go to a crazy location and put something crazy on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's got he's that
1: job better <laughs> than anybody. I'm I at the local it. Turner Hall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a chicken and beer dance going on behind me, and I got to announce a trade. <laughs>
0: uh, Rodney Hale in the YouTube chat says, "How awkward is it going to be in the locker room with the Bruins guy, the Blues got? Uh Again, Perron and Bozak are gone, so I don't think it's going to be that awkward."
1: Yeah, and yeah, and uh, <laughs> Krug was a. Uh, here already so
0: yeah i thought it was funny that uh i don't remember again who it was i i want to give more credit on twitter when i see it but somebody posted today uh the video of of the trip and then the goal by Peron, and somebody said how crazy is it that the, there's three people in this video that are currently on the blues and it was o'reilly Tori krug and nolachari <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Well, uh, Thomas and Krug had, uh, you know, had that moment where Krug went the length of the ice and and charged Thomas, and uh, they got along just fine.
0: Uh, at Matt MLO twelve, O'Reilly pisses me off in the regular season, and the playoffs come around and he blows our minds. That reminds me, Kurt, we we talked the, about the um, the you brought up the athletic article that came out right before the playoffs, and it talked about like here is what every Stanley Cup winner needs. And yes. we talked about how O'Reilly, they had him as like, yeah, he's good, but he's not the elite center team's need. Right. right. And we even said at the time, like, he seems like he dials his game up in the playoffs and becomes that elite center. And I think we saw that again this past playoffs. So hopefully right. we continue to see that.
1: And, that. and that's another thing, too. That wasn't JR that, wasn't that did that. That was someone else. I was, uh, wasn't
0: it Dom? Unfortunately,
1: it might have been. And it, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's a national guy, doesn't watch all the Blues games, doesn't really pay attention. And, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he has the stats at his disposal to right. see how O'Reilly performs in the playoffs compared to the regular season. But it seemed like he was using regular season numbers and stats to to yeah. compile that stuff. And uh, that may have been an oversight on his part right. to do that. Um, I think we're about done, right? We good? Yeah, I think we're good. All right, we're good. So,
0: uh, again, remember, folks, we have a show every single week over the summer, whether it's live or not. We uh, we premiere the show Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock or 915 when they're not live. But when they are live, uh, about the same time, we'll get started. So tune in, tune in with us all summer long.
1: Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA, visit rockin'thatidalife.com for more information. That's rockin'thatide And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at Rockin'ThatIdLife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey themed beer. Check out our local beer vendors for availability at Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 48 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Goose Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated on the YouTube, Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. And also thanks again to Dan Stevenson for coming on the show from the fireside chat to talk some Calgary flames uh, and and semi-related blues uh, free agency talk. Uh, For Jeff Fonder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues.